Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. The theme for our next discussion on the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, Holocaust survivors say they are fearing familiar anti-Semitism. How is the Israel-Hamas war evoking Kristallnacht memories and pain? Joining us now on the line is Mary Kluck, director at the Durban Holocaust Center. Mary, good afternoon to you and thanks once again for joining us. Great to have you on board again. Thank you, Michael. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear, Mary. Great to have you on board. Okay. And uh, thank you once thank again you. for joining us and taking time just to discuss this issue uh, with uh, the commemoration of Kristallnacht on this day and uh, how Israel, the Israel-Hamas war is evoking memories and pain regarding this. It's become quite a topic of debate during the course of the day. So to what extent can we compare the anti-Semitism during Kristallnacht and now during this uh, horrific war going on in Israel? So I think, you know, Kristallnacht was the culmination of uh, draconian anti-Semitic laws that had altered the lives for German Jews and later those in Austria. Right. And um, the night of 9th, 10th November was the infamous pogrom where um, Jewish homes, etc., were vandalized, synagogues were set on fire, um, 30,000 Jewish men were arrested. All of, you know, a, a ghastly, cruel combination of some years of vicious anti-Semitism. Right. Government sponsored anti-Semitism, you know, with draconian laws known as the Nuremberg Laws, de- um, depleting Jewish citizens of their rights as, in, as human beings, in fact. Sure. So, um, I think comparisons are always problematic, if I mm-hmm. might say. Right. I do understand why people are referencing all sorts of memory relating to um, the brutality that that occurred on the 7th of October. And I think it has shifted the world for all of us Jews. And I think we, we, we aren't going to be able to sort of think clearly um, without thinking of anti-Semitism for a long time. Right. Because, you know, this brutal attack... Um, if you if you if you think about it, and it's hard to think about, and those those people and many of the people who are not able to find the empathy and to condemn what happened in that disgusting, brutal murder, and I don't want to you know again refer to the grotesque sure, nature sure, mm-hmm. of those murders and the capture of. 240 innocents who are now held hostage in Gaza. Mm. It's, it's, if you can't find the empathy for that or aren't able to condemn that, um, you have to acknowledge that that's anti-Semitism. Right. And we, we all understand that anti-Semitism is alive and well and the band-aid's been ripped off, so to speak. Indeed. Well, and so there is, there, sorry, carry on. No, and I was saying, so there, there is obviously understandable, you know, uh, sentiment and, and reference to the Holocaust. But I think what's really important is that on the 9th and 10th of November 1938, we Jews did not have one square inch on this planet that we could call home. Right. We had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's the difference. For me, there are similarities, but the difference is that we are now um, we have a Jewish state, a sovereign state of Israel, and we have an army, 
we have defense. Sure. And so mm-hmm. we need to be careful not um, not to be taking that for granted. Right. Or ever in, in any situation not understanding the significant difference in our mm. circumstances. Mm. Mary, do you, do you think that there's a possibility this occasion, this particular day, could be used to escalate anti-Semitism and propaganda? Yeah, Crystal, not tonight. The, the, well, the, the, associating this with now with the war going on, could could this be played upon? Uh, is this is it possible oh. that uh, those particular characters or actors out there, if you know who I'm alluding to, I think could, they, could capitalize on this? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Like, nothing in these circumstances surprises me, given the the depravity that people have, uh, you know, stooped to in terms of trying to turn Israel's response. I mean, what needs to be made clear is the response is to the threat. Right. The threat that this is, the threat that's been made, that this is not the only time we're coming. The 7th of, we'll, the 7th of October will rain on you again and again and again mm. until there is no Israel and there are no Jews. Indeed. That's what the response has to be in proportion to. <laughs> and I think that's what we need to constantly remember that whatever Twisted uh, mentality comes up with in, in terms of turning any Kristallnacht or the pogrom of mm. 9th, 10th November against us. We need to be clear in our own minds that the tragedy of what's playing out in Gaza and what happened in Israel is heartbreaking for everybody. We're innocents. Innocent lives mm-hmm. are lost. Indeed. We will never, we can never, our humanity will never allow us to overlook the the loss of any innocent lives. Please, God, we never forget that. But we have to understand we're at war. The the Jewish people are at war. And we can't forget that either. Powerful words indeed. And uh, yes, uh, a clear reminder coming from you, Mary, as to where the Jewish people stand and how to take things forward in this time of turmoil and war and horror. Mary, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, just to give us your thoughts on this uh, horrific war that's taking place along, well, with Kristallnacht being commemorated tonight. What can we expect? How do we, how does one compare it? Okay, we've gone through that. But yes, love to hear your thoughts on that. Mary Cluck, Director at the Durban Holocaust Center, joining us once again to discuss that. Uh, really evoking issue, you could say, regarding the war with uh, Hamas at the moment and how Holocaust survivors are relating to it with Kristallnacht and the memories and the pain that goes with it.